Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast. Listen, listen, listen. I'm so excited about tonight's episode. Uh, for those of you, if it's morning time or evening time, it's night for myself and I believe for my guest, uh, Coach Sean Smith. Mr. Sean Smith, how are you, sir? Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I can't I can't uh, put into words how excited I am to to share this time with you. Man, likewise, I uh, I was on Facebook, and, and you know, I was just on Facebook. You know how Facebook has ads and 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 things. And um, as a matter of fact, I have a friend of mine that is is under the coaching of Miss Lisa Nichols. Okay, and, and so so now I'm connected to her in that way, right? You know how Facebook does you connected to somebody who's connected to somebody, right? Yep. And so I saw that she was putting out a, a movie and it was in relation to spoken word. I said, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, hold on. What is going on here? Why, why don't I know about this? You know, and then and then I, and I saw the, the trailer and the clips and I said, oh, my goodness, they're in my head. They're <laughs> in my head, man. And I saw your performance and I reached out and not thinking, you know, not knowing whether or not you would respond or, but you did. And I'm truly grateful uh, for you to respond and for you also to agree to be on the show, man. Yeah. Well, likewise, you know, I appreciate the outreach and I obviously saw the the title poet life Yeah, and, uh, and I just really honor, you know, anybody that yeah. is dedicated to the the life of poetry Indeed. you know it, it's it's such a beautiful art it's a creative endeavor and um and i just you know immediately uh was was taken to your your site and you know took a look at what you're up to and what you're committed to and man it's easy yes yeah, so i really appreciate the invite most definitely most definitely so we're, we're going to go across the whole gamut and I want to know, and the people want to know where you got started. Like, when when did you start writing? When did young Sean Smith pick mm -hmm. up a pen? Yeah, you know, I I really haven't been poetic mm. uh, until recently. Wow, you know, I, I've been a creator for a long time. Okay. I've written a lot of articles. I do a lot of videos on YouTube. Uh, so I've been in front of the audiences. I've been on stages, you know, all that for a real long time. And, you know, I don't know that I ever wrote a poem wow. <laughs> that I can remember, um, you know, other than a, a haiku here and there, you know, little yeah. things like that. My wife is a poet. And really? so she's been writing poetry for a long, long time, all the way back into, you know, her younger years in middle school. She actually wrote an entire book of poems uh, based on Jack Canfield's 64 success principles. She took every one of the principles and, mm. uh, and, and put it into a poem. And it was really, really powerful. So I don't know, maybe there was some kind of uh, intimidation or something, right? We already got one poet in the marriage, right? you know, right. 
let me not try to jump on. Um, and then what happened was about three years ago, I decided to do a one man show. And, you know, I figured it was just going to be a collection of all the stories that I've been telling for years and years on stage, stories about my dad, stories about my childhood, you know, as a, as a ball player, I was a baseball player for a long time and I just needed somebody to help me put it all, you know, into a stage worthy play. And as soon as I committed to doing the play, I had this voice inside that said, this is going to be about your mom. And I said, absolutely not. It's not going to be about my mom. And the quick story behind that is, and, and I can get into you know as much of it as you want, but yeah. my mom passed away in 2012. Oh, no. And so this was about three years ago. So it was five years after she had died, and Christoph, almost nobody knew about it, man, because I didn't tell anybody. You know, my, my, my family, of course, knew and just the closest of my friends knew, but people that I grew up with that knew her, they didn't know because I was so ashamed of how I treated my mom when I was young that I felt like if I tell people the story of her death, then I have to tell people the story of her life, which meant I need to share who I was in her life. And I didn't want to. Because as a young kid growing up, you know, I had a lot of anger and she was the scapegoat. She was the one that I just projected all my anger onto. And so for, you know, the better part of two and a half decades, I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. Now, thankfully, about three years before she died, we had just the most healing conversation that I could have ever asked for. And I got to know my mom for the first time. You know, I was like mid thirties and I finally got to know who my mom was. Mm. And when that happened, all of my anger dissolved. Like all the stuff that I've been holding on to for all these years. Cause when I was young, I used to bully her verbally pretty mm. bad. You know, mm. I, I hate admitting it. And then when I got older, I had my own kids. Even after I got into the world of personal development, I was still cold to her. I didn't want to be, but I didn't know how to just turn that switch off, right? right and I had right. all this repressed anger, you know, that I wasn't dealing with for myself. And, and she, like I said, was the target. And so we had this conversation and it was about a three or four hour conversation. And she told me about her life. You know, she told me about her childhood. She told me about the things that she went through as a little girl and for the first time, brother, in, in my whole life, I saw my mom for her pain mm. instead of all of the flaws, instead of all the imperfections, instead of all the things that I was holding against her as to why she wasn't, you know, the, the perfect mom that I deserved. Right. Right. And so back to, to this story, I get this voice in my head that says, this is going to be about your mom. And I was not interested at all about this play being about my mom. And I resisted for about three days. And then finally, I just surrendered to it. Wow. And then what happened, Christoph, is once the pen hit the paper, it just flowed. You know, this, this download just flowed so beautifully 
but it was hard because it, it, it literally was me going back into my childhood, into my life. The powerful thing about it was essentially all I was doing was it was like I, I grabbed a clipboard and went back through the earlier phase of my life and I was just paying attention to what was going on. And that's how I was writing. And I was, I was writing as a six-year-old, right? When I was six years old, I wanted to marry my mom. She was, she was the perfect woman. I was actually angry at my dad. My play opens up uh, with scene two. I'm angry at my dad because he took my soulmate, you know? He, he, wow. he married the woman that I'm supposed to marry. Right. And then I'm 12 and I'm 14 and I'm 16 and I'm just going through the trajectory of my pain. And the beautiful thing that I would not have signed up for had I known this is what was going to happen is that not only was I writing and becoming the bully as I progressed through my childhood, but I had to play my mom. So I was bullying my mom. And then with a shift of my weight, I was my mom being bullied by me. Wow. That's the beauty of a one-man play and what makes it so so ridiculous. But there's a, a scene that I knew I had to write, and I didn't want to write it, and, and it's my mom's monologue. And it's right after this moment where I just unloaded you know, the most vicious uh, verbal attack that I had ever given her when I was 17, and I slammed the door. And then I became her on the other side of the door. And what was so crazy, man, is as I was crying, I wasn't crying my tears. Oh. Like I, I could feel these are not my tears. These are coming down my cheeks, but these are not my tears. And this pain that I'm feeling is not my pain. And I was truthfully uh, just channeling my mom. And what came out of me over the course of about, a couple months, you know, it ended up being a 90 minute show Wow! from the moment I wrote the first word until opening night was less than 90 days. And it wasn't like, let me take all time off and let me just write this. It was writing in the morning, writing at night, but it flowed out because it felt like it wasn't my story. It felt like it was her story. Right. And so I ended up doing this play and in the process of doing the play, you know, I became more creative than I'd ever become hmm. because, you know, scene seven, the, the, the lyrics of scene seven, you know, the, the dialogue depends on what's in scene one. And I think there were 17 scenes. And so I ended up just putting together this play and I loved the creativity of it. It was the first time in my life that I truly felt alive. Like my creative flow was unleashed. Right. And the poem, the, the play itself wasn't poetic at all, mm. but it just unleashed this creativity and it got me into my body, you know, and I, and I, and I studied acting and, and as I got into my body and I actually became the essence of my story, I feel like this, this creative animal, you know, was just awakened. And I would say maybe two or three months after that, Somebody asked me a question on Facebook. I don't know if you remember uh, about three years ago, there was a whole thing with uh, Gillette, the company Gillette. 
and they did a commercial. It might've been only two years ago. They did a commercial on toxic masculinity mm. and it was all about, you know, is, is this the best that we can do right as men? And their tagline is the best a man can get. And so there was this commercial that ended up ruffling some feathers and there was a lot of debate. And, and because I had gotten into my own masculinity, you know, and my own insecurity through the course of the play, because that's really what I was diving into, right? The mm -hmm. reason I bullied my mom is because I didn't feel secure with myself. And I felt like if I could tear somebody else down, that I could feel this illusion of power, which yeah. I think is, uh, is common, you know, for a lot of, uh, a lot of insecure men. And so I started to really get into the idea of wounded masculinity and why we bully people and, and you know, why we hurt ourselves as men. So a woman asked me a question about the Gillette commercial. And I started to type my response on Facebook and I just felt this energy come over me. And I caught myself and I actually said, I think I have a lot to say here, but it's going to come out in a poem. So hold that thought. Wow. And then I just opened up my phone and I started, you know, thumbing some, some ideas that I was having in my mind and slowly started to, uh, you know, add, add the, the rhythm and, and the rhyme. And then I would say a few weeks later, I had this, this 10 minute poem wow. and it, it's all about you know, toxic masculinity and what does it mean to be a man? And it's really a poem that I wrote to my son you know, saying, this is what society tells you it means to be a man, son, but this is what I've learned. It really truly means to be a man. And I was terrified for people to hear it. I was terrified. This was the first time that I shared any of my poetry. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it, it's a vulnerable thing. And I remember I shared it at a private event and I was, my heart was pounding and I just hoped that they liked it. Right. I didn't want to get booed right. off stage. It was in a little talent show. And, uh, and, and it felt good. They loved it. And so I actually put it to, uh, to video and I filmed myself doing this poem. And when I released it on my YouTube channel, man, the, the butterflies and the, and the fear. And it was, it was really interesting to me because I got a thousand videos out there, like literally and thousands of articles. And like, I don't have any problem putting my stuff out there, right. Putting my mind, putting my thoughts, yeah. I've been dealing with people's opinions for a long, long time, but this, this was a new baby. Right. And so I was really taken aback at how vulnerable it felt for me. Somebody who's, you know, in the spotlight all the time for, for people to see and hear my poetry. Wow. And I actually, when it, when it went live, you know, on YouTube, you can schedule the videos to drop. When it went live, I just started crying and I ended up having to cancel some of my appointments and I just wanted to, to kind of be with this feeling and I ended up talking with a few people and I did a little bit of a Facebook live and, and I just leaned into that vulnerability and, and I didn't die, you know, mm -hmm. people didn't, didn't throw tomatoes at me through the screen. And in fact, the opposite is they really, really liked it. And I shared it with my son and he really, really liked it. And then from that point on, I just started writing. And I don't know how many poems I've penned at this point, you know, maybe 20 to 25. Um, and now my mind is starting to think in rhyme. 
I'm sure, you know, I'd imagine that happens with you. This is relatively yeah. new for me, but you know, I, I'm, I'm narrating and I'm editing and I'm seeing as I'm talking, if I could rhyme two words or if I could, you know, create some kind of a rhythm to it. And so I just feel like now, you know, it's almost like I got to make up for all this repressed creativity inside of me. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm flowing. I'm about to hit the studio actually next week and actually put one of my poems to, to, to music nice. and, uh, and record, you know, something with a track behind it. Um, and then this, this movie that you mentioned, you know, that was the culmination of, of all of this, as well as the topic, which is the, the racial healing in our society. Sure. Um, and then, you know, and then we exploded it, you know, we, we exploded onto this, this Hollywood set and, and, uh, and now, as you said, it's a spoken word film. It's, it's, it's raw and, and real and scary. Uh, but it's, it's a mission and it's a movement. And so I feel like maybe the last couple of years of writing poems have kind of, you know, got me ready for, for this piece and right. who knows what the next chapter looks like. Yeah. Wow, man. That is amazing. And I'm I'm trying to figure out where to start, man. <laughs> I know I gave you a lot there. <laughs> no, that's good. It's it was really, really heavy. And because most people that I talk to as it relates to their poetry, they started real young. You know? Yeah. Like myself, I started writing in the first grade. You know, right. and when a teacher gave us an assignment, which was create a poetry book hmm. from scratch, from the from the front of to the back, the paper, the the binding, everything, and your own writing, right? And so from and there, it just flowed out of you, huh? Just flowed out yeah. of me, and um, never stopped writing, right? Hmm. So. It's so amazing to hear that it it was recent um, until you got that that extension that pen became an extension of you um, and those rhymes and those lyrics start to come. Um, where and how did this movie come about? I'd say about two years ago, uh, I just had this thought that it would be really powerful for for lisa nichols and i to do something together you know i've known her for about six or seven years we got a real good relationship and once i started writing uh poems i just thought you know with everything that's going on in the world today uh racism is has, has always been something that i that i deeply care about you know ending and and contributing to um and so i started just jotting down some notes of what it could look like, you know, a, a, a white man and a black woman and, and just speaking real, you know? And uh, I thought we had a unique relationship to do that. What I didn't know is that she's been a shadow poet for decades as well. I had no idea that she actually did an open mic, you know, 15, 20 years ago but never anything besides that. And she'd been writing some poems, but never shared it, you know, any of her poetry with anybody. And wow. so um, earlier this year, w when George Floyd was killed, um, I just felt 
this compulsion that I, I just got to, I got to contribute to this conversation somehow. And it wasn't anything that I was very public with, you know, speaking to racism specifically head on. And it's something that I've always talked about at, at private events and, you know, in my inner circles, but nothing public. And Lisa and I both kind of parallel had a thought, we got to do something about this. You know, this, this is a, a conversation that, that we need to contribute to and facilitate in, in some way. And Lisa and I have been doing a lot of transformational work, you know, with seminars and coaching and all that long, long time. And then she ran across uh, David Bianchi, who I didn't know. He requested uh, you know, connection on Instagram, I think, uh, a few months back. And you know, I checked it out, and it was, he's, a, he's a Hollywood actor. So I was like, oh, who's this dude you know, wanting to follow me? And followed him right back. And then uh, we were just chatting and, and ended up talking on the phone. And he said, yeah, I just ran into Lisa uh, a, f- a few days ago, and we think we want to do something together. And she said to give you a call because, you know, you are the, the third person here. And so I didn't even know that behind the scenes they were, they were talking about a piece. And so David's been doing spoken word poetry to cinema for a long time. Wow. Uh, you can check him out, David Bianchi, on YouTube. And he's got a lot of his spoken word poems uh, on YouTube. And he, he does something that he calls spinema, Spin- which is cinema – plus spoken word, Mm. but super high quality. I mean, he is, you know, a Hollywood actor. And so uh, Lisa and I were just going to get together and, you know, do something on Zoom, right? Right. And and just record ourselves on the screen. And I say my thing and she says her thing. But bringing David into the mix just took it to a whole nother level of not just creativity, but uh, production. Right. And so we, we each started writing our poems separately. And I don't know if you've ever written a poem with more than, more than one person. Like, it's not, it's not all that easy to do. Not at right? all. And so I wrote my piece. And in the film, you know, my character is a relatively ignorant, all lives matter kind of white guy. Right. Uh, and, and David's character is the black man speaking to the reality of being black in America. And Lisa's character is the black mom, essentially, right? The black motherly uh, love and, and kind of seeing on both sides, speaking to both sides of the fence, um, you know, representing unity, right? And so I'm writing my piece and David's writing his piece. And Lisa's writing her piece, and then we all bring them together, and it was kind of disjointed and didn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it's like a relay, right? And right. so if my last line doesn't tee up David's first line or vice versa, well, it doesn't make sense. Um, but again, you know, it, it came out pretty quick. I, I want to say maybe three weeks nice. we had. And it, originally, we were wanting to do about a five or six-minute video. Yeah. And then it turned out the first reading of the whole thing, once we thought the script was done, was about 18 minutes. And so we knew it was, it was way long, but we also didn't want to sacrifice the quality. You know, we didn't want to sacrifice the message just to try to get it into some six or seven minute framework. And so once we just kind of polished it all together and we did a bunch of rehearsals and stuff, we rented a, a set down in LA and we spent one day shooting 
And I mean, it was a full on Hollywood production, man. We had, we had camera, we had lights, we had, you know, uh, lighting and effects and people making the, the, the steam effects. And, you know, Lisa's, Lisa's got a, a piece in the film, uh, one of her scenes, and she's just in the middle of uh, a, a riot scenario, you know, with all signs, all strewn all over the place and chairs and all this stuff. And, and I mean, it, it was really incredible uh, what, what David pulled in, you know, from all of his, his Hollywood people. And Lisa and I didn't really know what we were getting into. Right. I mean, number one, we're, we're, we're speaking and we still, so we had to know our lines, but it's a whole different game when you've got a big Hollywood camera in your face Right. And now you're, you know, you're speaking the lines and you're acting and, and you're going back and forth and you're rehearsing over and over again and, you know, take three, take four, take five. Right. Um, but it ended up being amazing, you know, and, and I, I, I feel like we, we created something that really brings people to the table, no matter where they are there's a place for everybody to find themselves, not just in the movie, you know, the visual aspects of the movie, but in the lyrics of the poems. And, and, and that's one of the consistent feedback that, that we've been getting from so many people is I feel like I can say something now. I feel like I can do something now. I really resonated when David said this, and I really resonated when you or Lisa said that. And, you know, it'd be nice for, for me to, to say that that's what we thought we were doing, you know, uh, we really just wanted to put a, a movie out there and try this thing called spoken word uh, cinema and and see what comes out. But man, I'm really proud. We, we're all three of us are are immensely proud of of what came out, and more than that, the reaction that we've been getting with the people that have seen the film. You know, we had an advanced screening a, a, a week and a half ago, as you know, and a 16 minute movie is not going to change people's hearts. Right, sure. but it's it'll a, start the conversation, mm-hmm. and that's what we're wanting. And the fact that we can use poetry to add some entertainment value and to add some uniqueness mm-hmm. to what people usually see on the big screen has been uh, really beautiful, and it's opened up uh, some doors that you know we hadn't even even planned on. So yeah. that's that's let's grow. Yeah. You you just said that the movie has opened up some doors and, and and I'm sure you don't even know the doors that it has opened for other people and other poets. Mm. Right? It you you might have got a, a call here and an email and a DM um and some opportunities uh for you three, but if you only knew the eyes that have been opened mm. of poets that said, there's no money in poetry. I can't do a movie. I can't be in a movie with my poetry. All I know to do is an open mic or write it and put it in a chat book or anthology or try to get it published in a magazine. You know, the, the regulars. Yeah. Yeah. And for me to see that trailer, I was just like, I was like, I was talking to my wife. It's like, come here, come here, come here. (laughs) 
you know, and, and it's powerful, huh? Yes. I, I mean, you know, we had like 30, 30 Hollywood people on this film, editors and Emmy award winning producers. And, you know, David, uh, I mean, really put it together. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I appreciate it. And, and the power, the first time I saw that trailer, you know, I start crying. Feels good, doesn't it? I, you know, I don't think I've ever created anything that I feel so proud of. You know, I've created a bunch of stuff and usually there's a little thing that I wish I would have done differently. You know, I wish I would have had this forethought. I wish we wouldn't have cut corners here. And I mean, not an ounce of that with this film. Uh, so yeah, the, the level of pride and, uh, and I, I, I so appreciate what you said uh, about the, the, the industry and the essence of poetry, you know, truthfully, it's not really anything that we set out to do. Right. And, you know, and, and maybe that's why it came out as sacredly as it did, because we didn't have any like vanity goals, you know, right. we, we, we weren't really tied to any kind of outcome. Uh, we weren't even really thinking about making money or doing premieres or any of this stuff. We just wanted to get this thing created. Right. And then once it was created and we saw what we had, that's when we started thinking a lot bigger. Sure. And, uh, and yeah, man, I, I, I mean, I'm humbled to hear what you have to say yeah. about, you know, opening the eyes in the, in the poetry community. And one of the things that we do want to do with this brand of let's grow and, and courageous cultural conversations Mm. is inspire creativity you right. know we, we we talked about like having poetry contests or or maybe you know having people submit their own maybe short film or you know a little two-minute selfie poet poetry or or, or poem or something yeah. to just inspire more expression about the things that really matter to us indeed we can help you with that man um oh uh, perfect indeed yeah we we have our our finger on the pulse of poetry, and and that's not that's not to you know brag at all, but it is we're we're being very intentional. Um, that's why our slogan is 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 uplifting the poetry community, building the poetry industry, because yeah. as you said, you said poetry community. If you think about it. When was the first or last time that you heard someone say poetry industry? Right. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so it 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 has to be built. And yeah. and I and I don't know if it's self-conscious um or unconscious that you all weren't really planning for this to do major, major things, right? Do you think, in retrospect, that it was because it was poetry? And what what do you think about that? Do you think yeah. it was because it was poetry? That's a great question. And my immediate answer is, yeah, probably, because neither Lisa nor I had ever done anything like this. Mm -hmm. You know, So if we were going to think about things that we're familiar with and events that we've sold before or books or whatever, and we might have this long-term vision and then work our way back. We truly didn't have any of that long-term vision, I think, because 
this was our first jump into yeah. this into this place. I mean, Lisa, truthfully, you know, I, I told you my story, how late to the game I am. This is the first time anybody, aside from that one open night, you know, open mic night like 25 years ago, that anybody has heard Lisa do poetry. Yeah. I mean, it's it it just hasn't happened. And so we were both and, and we were both uh, like, you know, holding on to each other's arms, right? And the first time people were watching the movie, we were texting each other in the background, like, hey, did you throw up yet? Yeah, I already threw up. Like, I mean, we were we were honestly terrified. But to your question, that's I'm sure why we didn't even have any other vision other than do we even have the guts to let people see this thing that we're afraid of showing people? Right. And and I have this philosophy. And may, maybe you have the same philosophy in poetry, but I have this philosophy when it comes to creating content that when we create content with strategy in mind, mm -hmm. it usually poisons the creativity. Ah. And, and when we do something with no strategy, which is right in tune with your question, and it's just sacred creation, Got it. You know, that's when we touch our soul in a whole different way. And that's when we tap into a voice that probably wouldn't come out if we were editing it with right. how's this going to make money? Are right. people going to like it? You know, where am I going to sell it? I think that kind of strategy, how to really muddies the waters of creativity. Mm. So yeah, the short answer on top of the longer answer is yeah, I'm positive. Now that I hear myself answer your question, it's because we didn't have any of that long-term vision yeah. that it was as pure as it, as it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just you speaking on that and, and admitting that will again prick the hearts of a lot of poets. We, we have a mm. campaign going on right now. It's a question. Who knows you're a poet? <laughs> well, I right? could feel that question right now. Because there are so many and this is the first time I've heard that shadow poets, they, they write for themselves, you know, to release and as, as an outlet and won't tell a soul. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's cool. Um, um, it, there's, there are a lot of poems that I write that won't see the light of day because it's for me. Yeah. Um, but the question is, will you not share because you're fearful of people's opinion mm. because they, they're going to be like poetry, right? That, yeah. that response. Um, so if it's that, and you have to be honest, you have to take, you know, honest inventory, um, of yourself and, and, and ask yourself that question. Uh, because if it's that, then you, 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 you may want to get some confidence and go to an open mic. One of those open so mics that, that welcomes new newcomers, right? Newbies, beginners and clap up and praise those that had enough confidence to come to stage, one of those. Now, don't, don't don't go to the one where everybody's killing. <laughs> right. Your <laughs> you ego know? will keep you off stage. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's your first time. Get off the stage. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, then, you know, you, you know, those open mics, you know where they are. Right. So so just like here on the East Coast, well, here in D.C. and Maryland, Virginia, we have bus boys and poets. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, and those are just those are just amazing. They have like 10 locations here mm. just in the DMV. And so pick your, pick your location, man. And, and I'm not sure which, which night of the week, um, the, the one on, on, on U street, it might be, but uh, it's so welcoming to the newcomer. So welcoming. And, and we're, we're just like, yes, do it. Do it. Come on upstate, right? And so Yeah, um, I can I can um I, I can highlight my experience of that. You know, yeah. I don't remember when I heard about an open mic night out here in I'm near LA, Los right. Angeles, and we a friend of mine and I went out and we just sat in the audience and got that exact experience mm-hmm. that you just said. You mm-hmm. know, people were going up and they were just reading it off their phone. Right. They were reading off their, you know, little notepad. People were saying this is the first time I've ever shared my poetry. And as soon as the crowd heard that, they gave them, you know, a big standing ovation. It was yeah. just total welcoming yes. uh, feeling. Yes. And that's what allowed me to come back a few months later and recognize wow. that this is the place that I can share something I never shared before and mm-hmm. really feel celebrated. Because ultimately, going back to what you said. I think what keeps us off the stage and keeps us from sharing our poetry, especially anything that's deeply meaningful to us, is that reaction. Right. Whether somebody says, who are you to be writing a poem or you don't know what you're doing or you should have, you know, those two words don't rhyme or whatever the the ridicule is. I think we're protecting ourselves from the ridicule. And there are plenty of places, to your point, where it's just all love and yeah. and you can go up there and, and and flub your lines because I've seen people go up there and try to you know do a recite a poem that they thought they had memorized and they right. forgot it and they just stood up there for 20 30 seconds and apologized and started again yeah. but everybody in the crowd celebrated the effort of expression yeah not the final product right and one of the things that I teach when it comes to creating content, I've never really put it to poetry, but it, it completely maps on to what you were saying, is there's a difference between production and promotion. Ah. What we're afraid of is the promotion, right? We're afraid of people hearing about it and not liking it. Mm. But that is not a good enough reason to not produce it. Yeah. And yeah. to your point, a lot of times you, your heart just needs something out of your body and onto paper. And maybe that is never going to see the light of day, but it's out of your body. Right. And so I feel like we owe it to our inner voice to produce the poetry. Mm. And then if we don't promote it, that's a choice we can make. But once it's produced, then the question I would ask is, are you more committed to protecting yourself from the ridicule or putting this sacred voice in somebody else's ear that needs to hear it? Mm. 
and and I've been moved so many times by people's poems, and I know you have too. Yeah. And I thought, what if they wouldn't have shared that with me? Right. Because because yeah. poetry is, I, I've used the word several times already here. Poetry is truly the most sacred experience that I've ever touched. There's just something about it that is so beautiful. I think that's what makes it so vulnerable for us. But when we touch our sacred voice, my feeling is our sacred voice is not for us alone to hear. Our sacred voice is there for somebody else's ears. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, that's what it is. It, just with you saying that, that just made me say that I believe that poetry is the language of the heart. Mm. Just raw, doesn't need a beat, you know, um, yep. love music, love music. But when it is literally just a pouring out of your heart and a lot of times it doesn't have to rhyme, mm -hmm. right? You may hear one rhyme or two out of a spoken word piece, but it just felt like the whole thing rhymed. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good point. There's something about the sacredness of the message that produces the energetic rhythm and rhyme, even when the words themselves mm. don't linguistically rhyme. And I think that's a mark of a poet that has gone deep enough to really stir the soul and, and the rhyme can be inside the energy. Right. And yeah. not just with the words. Exactly. Never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so this movie premieres, the world premiere is the 13th of December. So in roughly 12 days. Yeah, it's coming up quick. That's awesome. So what's the play? What's the rollout? What's what does the world premiere look like? December 13th, as you said, what we're doing right now is getting as many partners uh, behind the scenes as right. possible, people that want to contribute to the conversation. You know, there are a lot more people in the the conversation of, of racial division that have a suppressed voice, but they just don't know exactly what to say. You know, there are people that, that don't want to get canceled in today's cancel culture. There are people that don't want to just get lost in their anger uh, because it's a deep topic, you know, obviously. And what we wanted, if we had any vision early on with this movie, is we wanted a product that a lot of people could get behind and contribute to the conversation without them having to be in the spotlight. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. And yes. so right now we're getting as many partners as, as we can collect people that are willing to post on social media about it. People that are willing to host watch parties of the trailers leading up to the premiere, people that are willing to email their communities. And we're really trying to get 2 million plus people knowing about this film nice. and we're, we're selling tickets, but it's only $4 and 75 cents. 
And when people buy a ticket, they can actually have a watch party if they want so that they can bring other people, you know, either in person if, if you know, you can, you can do it safely or online. They can get people together on a Zoom meeting or something like that and actually uh, host watch parties, you know. So we're, we're selling tickets, but the big play here is certainly not, you know, the, the, the revenue from ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, the bigger play once it gets out is we, we want it to go viral. Yeah. You know, we want it to, to cross as many desks as possible. We want to get it in the, in the lap of celebrities. We want to get it into, you know, I'm going to take you up on, on your offer and have a, a further conversation about what we can do in the poetry industry. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And you know, D David's got some ins in the Hollywood arena. We've submitted it to festivals already. We just put it up for an NCAA, not NCAA, NAACP uh, award. Nice. You know, we won't know if, if we, you know, if we get any headway in any of those for several months, but um, you know, we really want, we, what we wanted with this movie is we wanted to touch mainstream yep. and, and that's what we're hoping the poetry and the cinematography will do. You know, Lisa and I have been in the personal development world for a long, long time. Lisa's got millions of followers, way more than I do. All of her, people are going to watch whatever she puts out. Right. But this conversation needs to be in mainstream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This conversation can't just stay inside of personal development or self-help or even just the, 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 the poetry community and industry, or even the Hollywood, uh, you know, private circles. We got to get this mainstream. And so what we want for the film is we want people to lean into the discomfort of it. You know, it's a triggering film for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I, I say some things as my character that I don't like saying, I didn't like, I didn't like forming these words out of my mouth, but it's important because this is some of the consciousness that's out there. And, you know, David and I ended up forming this, this really powerful bond across the table from each other, like literally across the table, but across the racial table from each other. Mm. And the bond that we formed in the writing of the film, you know, the, the, the co-creation process of it, but definitely in the production of the film, right? On set, mm -hmm. proximity, you know, you can see it a little bit in my background here. We're at the table, we're, we're nose to nose at times. And, we're experiencing so many of the emotions at a deep, deep level, but all of that needs to come to the surface. Right. So what we're hoping is that we provide people a path for forward moving conversations. And so once the film gets out, you know, we want it to open a lot of doors. We want it to open doors in the corporate world. We want it to open doors in, in the entertainment industry, maybe in the sports world. No, we wanted to open doors into the conversation around togetherness and unity and ending the, the othering that we see in society so much. And we want to facilitate conversations. So we've got questions that families can, can, can follow along with, you know, after they watch the movie, we want them to have a, a 60, 90, 120 minute 
conversation. And some of the feedback that we've gotten from some of the conversations that have happened after the advanced screening, man, it's, it's been so heartwarming. Mm. Uh, Cause you know, it, it's easy to lose hope in this conversation for me. Right. It, it's easy to see what's in social media, you know, which is just a battlefield. So often it's easy to see the, the drama on TV screens and in the media and all that stuff and just lose hope about whether our society even cares yeah. about coming together. And what has given us a lot of inspiration is the amount of people that are in tears themselves just saying this conversation changed my relationship with my in-laws, with my parents, with my children. It opened up awareness that I never had before. And that's why I was saying earlier that uh, I'm not sure that we know what we have here right? In, in this movie, you know, once it gets out and, and people have bigger ideas and, and opportunities than we could have ever even thought about. And so once we do the, uh, the world premiere, you know, now it's just a matter of whether it's PR, you know, trying to get on TV shows or trying to get it in the hands of of some influencers. Uh, it's just who can we get in front of with the power and the, the, the production value of this movie, yeah. but then facilitate healing conversations, right? Like this movie is, a, is just an on-ramp to a much, much bigger conversational freeway. Right. And, and that's what we are kind of simultaneously excited about, maybe a little nervous about, right. and we have no idea what's truly going to be opened up, you know, hopefully with the amount of people that really actually want to come to a place of connection and compassion Indeed. and understanding. And I don't know that we can do that without some kind of a catalyst sort of experience. And hopefully our movie is that catalyst. Yes. Yes. As you were speaking uh, again, uh, I, I, I let my brain just go and I'm, yeah. and I'm thinking, and um, um, I really appreciate the uh, big picture that you all are seeing now. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's why I asked that question when you all were in the, pro the creation, I'll say, the creation of this project um, mindset wise, you all were in the poetry community mindset because it was the heart part. It was the love of poetry that is speaking to the message of let's grow. Yeah. And, and what this movie, what, what it will do is, the doors that it will open, it would then make people think, okay, all right, let's let's get the heartfelt writers to do what they do. So mm. it just comes from the heart. Let's then match it with community and industry. So so 
it's not until it's not after we've created it. It's simultaneous, right? The writers with the heart, they're 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 creating, but the folks with the mind of mainstream is there you all are on the same page you're working on working on the creation they're working on the promotion of this right, right? so it it has to be a match made in heaven mm. for it to get to that place where it's here's this project let's put mm. it on the big screen mm. you know what i mean so i want to help as much as i can and and i have reached to where like we did on America's Got Talent. We reached Yeah, I out saw that. That was amazing. Yeah, man. And and so so I, I believe we can do the same thing. It's on on the level of um engagement and and the challenge, the let's go trap challenge to where we reach out to poets and say, hey, you have 60, 60 seconds. Give me a minute long uh video of you going in as it relates to uh social injustice mm. um, topic and title is let's grow ah yeah yeah i love that you know yeah. and going back to what you said earlier about our vision at the beginning you know not really having one because we were we were just such brand new poets yeah i think what that has created for us in a beautiful way is we're just open books. Yeah. You know, where we're blank canvases and we want to stay in our lane and have people such as yourself that that have paths, that have influence, that have reach, that have ideas way bigger than ours, uh, you know, really drive this thing, you mm -hmm. know, and, and have some ownership with it and, and have some contribution at a whole nother level. And it feels like a very humble creation for me. That's sure. kind of weird to use that word. I don't know, but I just, I, I honored the fact that that's the word that came to my mind. And, and Lisa said something to me the other day, right after we did our advanced screening, she said, and I don't know how familiar you are with Lisa. I know you mentioned you, you got somebody that's been kind of under her umbrella for a while, but it sounds like you're relatively new to, to her community. And if your listeners aren't, aren't real um, familiar with her. I mean, she's been around for a long, long time in the personal development world. She has literally millions and millions and millions of followers and she's been on all the big shows and uh, just really has a viral reach. Sure. And she's been doing this for a long, long time. And what she said after the advanced screening last weekend was she finally feels like she touched her 100. Mm. She finally feels like she touched the thing that she was sent here to do. Wow. You said finally. Finally. And all of what she's done. I'm very familiar with Lisa Nichols, for sure. Mm. I, that's amazing. So what it sounds like to me what poetry has done for her, it has brought her back to her younger self. Absolutely. And, and said, I'm free now because mm. I didn't feel like I could let my poetry out. I didn't think I would get the responses that I wanted. 
That's amazing. It's a, that's a hundred percent true. And it, it feels like really to both of us that all the things that we've been doing, and I've been in this world of personal development and coaching and speaking for over 15 years. So collectively we've got about 40 plus years in this industry and it feels like it's all been foundationally preparing us for this. And there's an element of, I don't want to use the word anxiety because it's, it's, I don't feel any negativity around it, sure. but there's this element of blank slate, not knowingness yeah. that is unfamiliar to us, but because of the sacredness of this particular movie and the conversation, it's something that we're welcoming that we don't know, you know, we don't know how this is going to play out. We don't, we don't know once, once this, you know, movie comes out of the premiere and, and once we give birth to this and once people hear about it and once some influencers, uh, you know, really want to get behind it or, or add to it, you know, like you were saying, what if we had a bunch of, cause we, cause what we really firmly believe is that I'm getting goosebumps all over, man, that the, the topic of racism can only be not the topic, but the essence of racism can only be healed and shifted in the grass, right? It, it, this is, this is boots on the ground. This is a grassroots movement. You can't change people's hearts just by changing policies, you know, in, in, in law, or changing politicians. That doesn't change hearts. Right. So we really feel like this has to be a grassroots movement. It's people yeah, exactly. just taking one step from wherever they are right now. It doesn't mean that you got to put out a movie. It doesn't mean you got to do a whole video. It doesn't mean you even have to necessarily produce anything on your own. Maybe it's just, you know, from the white perspective, maybe it's just people not laughing at racist jokes anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or creating some healthy conflict around the, the hidden racism that we now have awareness around, you know, at, at the holiday table or something like that. It's though that kind of grassroots movement is what we get most excited about because if we could have a million people taking one step forward instead of 50 people trying to take a hundred steps forward, what it does is it pulls people in a whole nother way. And, and there's an invitation that you spoke to earlier, mm -hmm. especially in, in the poetry industry. We're just going to keep calling it an industry and just think yeah. that into existence. There, man. It, it, there, there is an up level between community and industry, I think. There's a legitimacy to it. Yeah. And so, so my commitment to you, I'm going to make this on your show, is that I will forever call it the poetry industry. Thank you. Uh, that that the 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 love that I have for you know for this new industry that, that I'm now a part of, uh, and people coming out and contributing their their bars, you know, contributing their voice, writing a, a half a page, you know, share, maybe maybe co-creating something, maybe putting a, a montage together. You know, I mean, who knows what this can turn into? And as you were speaking life into it just a little bit ago, I was thinking, I mean, why is this not a play, you know, on, on like, like written for Broadway or something, right? Like 
that once the creativity gets behind it, you know, uh, it, I feel like there's, I'm getting this vision of just like crowd surfing, you know, like yeah. the, the, the crowd surfing and, and crowd contribution effect to the whole industry uh, and the essence of this topic, I think is something that's so Indeed. beautifully sacred. And if that can get some more poets to put in pen to paper and, and speaking that voice out and, and maybe having the courage to share their first poem, you know, and, and that were to happen 10 more times and then a hundred more times, like that kind of ripple effect is beyond comprehension to me right now. Right. Yeah. In order for this to grow the legs it needs, it has to go through the people. Mm. It has to be brought to the people and through the people. Mm. So, so again, I'm committed to helping um, even in the 12 days, even in the, this from the second to the 13th, it is, it, it will be nothing for me to reach out with the same list of poets that we've connected to and, and more um, and mm. say, Hey, it's, 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 I call it calling all poets. I love it. And I, I, put the word out there and, and it's, 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 it's nothing for them for, for them to upload their videos um, into our Dropbox and say, mm. I, I want to be a part of this um, because the thing is so many poets are like, all right, when is it our time? And and yeah. what I'm trying to get across to them is we can't wait for someone else. We have to be that person to 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 make that move, right? And so these calling all poet experiences and and, and opportunities are, are emboldening poets to be like, okay. Wow, I I didn't know I could. I didn't know I had that much power in my yeah. kid. I didn't know I could be on America's Got Talent, right? I didn't know I could be connected to a spoken word film. So so we're just we're just shining the light on the possibilities and the in the opportunities. And so now it'll click and say I can I can create a play with yeah. my spoken word poetry. So mm -hmm. uh, you, you have my commitment, man. And, mm -hmm. and um, this, this list, and, and I, I also, when I create a production, when I create things, um, I, I make sure that when it is done, like when the movie is over, that it's not over. Yeah, it it has to, it has to have a legacy with it. It has to have a conversation. It has to be a the movie itself needs to be the catalyst to the conversation. And yeah, you see, yeah, sorry, so, sorry to jump over you there. Yeah, I just keep going back to what you said. It, it's got to go through the people. 
Yeah. You know, what you said a few moments ago was so powerful. Um, it's got to speak to the people and go through the people. And I, and I think invite the people to there you go. speak up. And, and that's what we want yes. uh, in, in this film. Yeah. And that's uh, that, as I said, that, you know, that's what, that's, what's been so inspiring to me. And, and, and I'm going to commit right back to you as well. You know, anything that we can do with the film um, in, you know, you, you've got, you've got the ideas uh, more so than, than I do for sure. And anything that we can do to add, you know, inspiration to all the poets out there, uh, legitimacy to the industry and pave a path. You know, I think we owe it to ourselves to keep singing that song that's ours to sing. Right. And I think it's so easy for our ego to get involved and say, well, I don't want to sing my song unless I know somebody's going to pre-order the album. Right. Yeah. And, and, and we want people to pre-approve us mm-hmm. before we truly sing our song. And I'll say, you know, what, what I've learned in all of this, especially through the creation of the play, you know, the most important audience member was the one on stage. Wow. When, when I was acting that play out and I would say, uh, I, I never said that. I never said that till right now. My whole body just responded um, when I said that. And the most important listener is the one speaking mm. when it comes to our own sacred song. And so, you know, if we can inspire through the work that you already do, and I just honor what you've dedicated, you know, your, your career to and, and the sacrifices that you've gone through and getting up early and staying late and all the things that, you know, that, that some people see, but most people never see mm-hmm. uh, for the purpose of liberating young voices out there, regardless of how old, you know, what age is on the, mm. on the physical body. You know, I'm 47, but my voice is young. My, mm. my, my poetic voice is young. And so the liberation of that poetic voice is so necessary. You know, you ask that question, when is the time? I mean, the time to sing your sacred song is now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no matter who's listening, even. Yes. And um, and I just I just really honor, you know, what you've got going on here, Christoph, and and uh, the commitment that you have. And I know there are a lot of people out there who have been inspired that you will probably never meet. And so on behalf of all those people that you'll never know, I say thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm really excited about this because I've been hearing, and, and, and before I let you go, um, yeah. I've been hearing too often, you know, with these repetitive crimes that have been happening, you know, um, poets saying, I don't know if I have any more poems left in me to speak to this because mm. I have a list of them where I can just change the name of the victim. I can just change the name. Why do I need to write another one? Mm. It's my lyrics don't need to change. Right. So, so this is a challenge and a charge to poets 
everywhere to keep writing. Keep writing because the opportunities to put your words on screen, on radio, on TV are coming. So true. Yeah, maybe we can build a, a community, you know, that that's that's really wide reaching in whatever way, right? You know, we, we put our assets and resources and ideas and and uh and networks together and and build something that even provides more opportunities for those pens to keep scribbling. Yeah. And the titles are perfect. Let's grow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you. I, I would love, you know, you, you just kind of teased it up a little bit a few minutes ago. I would love to hear and to see 30 seconds, 60 seconds, two minutes mm -hmm. from your audience members on anything at all that they're inspired by uh, the movie. You know, uh, everybody can go to the website there. Let's grow movie.com. There's four trailers that people can watch. Uh, that's where uh, people can buy tickets if they want to buy tickets. There's also a link there to become a partner. If somebody wants to become a partner and contribute with their communities and anything that any of you see on that page, you know, from the trailers or just the words, let's grow or your own experiences, you know, might not even have anything to do that we touch on in the movie, but just your own experiences in social justice, uh, I, we all have a perspective that's valid. Mm. And I think we spend, unfortunately, a little too much time arguing over whose perspective is more valid right. than the others or whose perspective is not valid. Right. And that's primarily, you know, the voice of all lives matter and the dismissive voice of, of white culture. Um, and, and we got to put an end to that. You know, th this, this idea that I'm right, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You're right. And I'm right. You know, your perspective is valid. My perspective is valid. Her perspective is valid. And what if we treated the whole community as a single entity rather than seeing each one of ourselves as the individual entities? What if we said we have a community, a humanity here? And we have the blessing of millions of different perspectives. Hmm. And I come to you and I see your differences as an enhancement to my experience on the planet and vice versa, rather than me seeing your truth as a threat right. to my ego or to my identity. And that's never going to create the kind of connection that is needed. And I think the poet is uniquely positioned. The, the person that is willing to go into the, the inner depths of the soul yeah. and touch the pain and the sorrow and the dreams and the elation, you know, all the good and all the bad of your humanity mm -hmm. and put that on paper. You know, I think it's such a noble thing to do. And a lot of people aren't willing to touch their own humanity. So for those of us who are willing, and then we put it on paper and we throw some rhymes in there and whatever cadence we want, 
but we just bring our raw, real song, and then we start doing it together. You know, I just got the vision of of the two candles, right? You you, you light one candle with the other, and they both stay lit. Right. And we did all of that collectively. The 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 not just the spark that that we could create, but the 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 fire, you know, yeah. that we could light under society's rear end yeah. to change and to come together. Uh, I mean, it's just a, it, it, it's a sacred calling yeah. and I honor anybody and, and, you know, I'll personally do whatever I can to support and we in the community, uh, you know, with, with this film or whatever transpires, do whatever we can to support those sacred voices being spoken. Awesome. Awesome. Well, first of all, your, your, your cast are welcome. Lisa's welcome. David is welcome. I actually reached out to David uh, on Facebook. Like I reached out to you as well. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. And um, uh, yeah, definitely. When we, when we get off this here, um, I'll just take another two minutes to share with you my idea. Please. And, um, yeah. And move, we can move forward. Um, everybody, Go to letsgrowmovie.com. You've heard the conversation. You've heard the heart on both sides of the screen. Um, this is, this is, I don't know if this is, if this ever has been done, you know, um, hmm. if it has, even still, this is going to be an amazing uh, experience and opportunity to grow. So I implore everyone listening watching, even reading the blog on thepoetlife.com. We're going to do so much more and we need you all to continue to write, push your poet friends to keep writing. I'm sure you have heard the same thing that I've said that poets have said that I'm tired of writing about the same thing. Tell mm. them on writing tell them to keep on growing and we'll continue to grow together. We're going to uplift the poetry community, but we're also going to build the poetry industry mm. so we can have more ears and more eyes to see. Uh, Mr. Sean Smith, coach Sean Smith. Thank you so much for coming on to the poet life podcast. I truly appreciate you. If you could leave anything and you've left so much here, but if you could leave anything else to close out, uh, what would that be? Mm. Well, first of all, thank you, uh, Christoph, for this time. Um, you know, as you, as you said about a minute ago, you didn't know if this has been done before. Uh, it, 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 I felt that reverberate through my, uh, through my, through my body. And we feel like this co-creation is, a combination of poetry, purpose, mm -hmm. and Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And not that it needs to be the only thing that's ever been done before, but it is a unique combination of three pillars of creativity that when put together can create this future that I don't think could be created otherwise. 
you know, the depth of the poet's soul is needed in the creation of this compassionate, connected future. And I'm inspired again by, you know, your words and your mind and your community. Um, and I just feel like, you know, this is just page one of chapter one of a, of a multi-million chapter journey. Yes, sir. And I, I'm excited to be on it, man. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Awesome. Everybody, you all have a great week, a great weekend and continue to watch, continue, continue to listen to the Poet Life podcast. We have something planned. Just be on the be on the watch. Go to our Instagram page, The Poet Life, and you'll see what's to come. Look out mm -hmm. for a Calling All Poets. It's coming. It's The Poet Life Podcast. Good night. My guy, man, I appreciate you, man. Uh, heavy, right? Uh, yeah, that was that, that was deep and soulful and meaningful and really, really powerful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So my idea is this, right? When I reach out, um, it, it's 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 easy uh, to get them to make them to get them to do a minute. 30 seconds to a minute video um, with their words to speak to this topic. Okay. Um, what is the possibility, right? Because I know your site has a, the movie site, is it a one pager or is it has several, several pages? There's no links on that page other than just that, you know, it just takes you down to, gotcha, to exactly. lower sections, but we do have a couple different sites like to watch the actual movie and, Gotcha. Did you see the whole thing or did you just see the I did not get a chance? Oh, I'm going to send it to you, but did you Please. have access to it and you just haven't watched it or you don't have access to I it? I haven't. I don't have access to it. I know I okay. signed up for it, but I don't know what I had to do after that. But yeah. yeah okay. Send that um, to me if you can. Yeah, for sure. You want me to just email it to you or you want me Please. to put it in yeah. chat right here? Yeah. Throw it in the chat. It's um. okay. Yeah. Throw it in the chat. It's super easy. Um, but my idea was, as they come in, is there a way for, is there a way to have a dedicated page of the incoming videos? Absolutely. You see yeah. what I'm saying? You see yeah, for sure. It could, yeah. It could just be a slash... We had poets from uh, uh, around the globe to submit. Mm. And this is a topic that they'll jump on, not only yeah. the topic, but to know that they're, they'll, they'll be connected to it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Now you're, now Absolutely. you're going through the people. And Absolutely. So now, I love that. Foot soldiers everywhere. Hey, I'm going to be connected to the Let's Grow movie, and it's a spoken word film, and blah 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 blah. Then now you have voice, you know, you 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 have uh, people that will speak to what's going on with the movie. Yeah, that's a that's an easy yes. You know, we'll we'll um, we can make it just dot com slash uh, poet or dot com slash poet life. Uh, poet life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
com slash the poet life. The poet life, yeah. yeah. We'll get you a whole branding. So, so when I do the calling all poets, um, um, obviously the instructions and everything will be in the email. Um, but at the bottom will be the upload video. Why is that happening now? I mean, I'm glad it's happening now that the, <laughs> that the <podcast laughs> you got an echo again. Yeah, I'm getting an echo again. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not hearing it. Um, um, and then it went away. Uh, so, so at the link at the bottom of the email is an upload link to our Dropbox, and so we get notifications as the as the videos come in as they okay. come in. So I'll share that link, uh, share that folder with you all, so you all will have. It. As a matter of fact. What I'll do is I'll clean them up first, you know, cut the top and the bottom off, you know, if it's a if it's a dry spot, dry, you know, so I'll clean them up to where they're ready to post. OK. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. Uh, that's easy. I'll just shoot it over to our web guy and, and he'll have them up right away. Yeah. Yeah. Because because, man. It's, it's that's a great idea. I love it. It works so well. It works so well. Literally, when AG, AGT called me, um, they said, you know, can you do what you did for Brandon? And I was like, yeah, that's not a problem. How much time do I have? You have three days. Three days, 60 poets around the world submitted videos. Really? 60. So how, how, how did all that... Uh... How did all that happen? He, so, he was already a, a part yes. of your crowd. So Brandon okay. Lee is my guy, right? He's he's my business partner uh, with my nonprofit Poet Life Academy. He, oh, he, nice. He does the curriculum. We teach kids how to use poetry to express themselves. Everything we're talking about, but okay. starting young. Nice. And 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 so uh, he tried. Well, he tried out two years prior. Uh, and didn't make it. Okay. And so he just matured up and studied and and just got better and and work 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 and tried out again. He got the golden buzzer. It's amazing. First poet on the show ever got the golden buzzer and won the whole show. So was um so mid 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 season of the show I said, my guy's killing it. So let, let's 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 lift him up. Let's 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 ground the poets because this is this is this is this hasn't happened before. This is a big deal, yeah. Major. So, yeah. so I said, let 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 me think of an idea. Okay, cool. This is what I'll do. I'll do calling all poets, and and we'll out. Uh, the instructions were to um, basically just say something about how proud of him you are and uh. and how he's inspired you to do more with your work. And so they sent those in, I compiled them together, edited it, I did it myself and uh, said something at the beginning, said something at the end. And, and when he re reposted it, obviously AGT saw it and was like, that I knew he was going to the finals. Yeah. And I think he knew that too, because one, he's, he's that good, but two, you know, TV. Yeah. T TV 
All right, so let's let's roll with this here. Let's roll with this here. Let let the the first time poet ever win this thing. He did deserve it. Um, and so, but the thing is, uh, no one could debate because he was that good. Yeah. So it was, it was easy for them to say, "Let's go." All right. So so what they like three, four, five days prior to the finale. They do treatments okay. for the their intro, each poet or each artist's intro. So they wanted us to help with their with Brandon's finale treatment. And so that's how that happened. And that's nice. three days. And I did the calling all poets. And that's and so, but the, the difference was they said, but we want the poets to do a poem though. Not just congratulations. Okay. We want them to write some bars. Yeah. That's not a problem. That's what they do. That's, right. That's not a problem. So I'm <laughs> talking about Ghana, London, Britain. It was, it was, it was amazing, man. So I say that I'll say all of that to say it's nothing for this to happen and and make it roll um rolling until the the to the premiere of the movie and 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 beyond. Because yeah. So what's the plan afterwards? Let me ask you that. I know you said some conversations and things. What what's do you all have some type of a plan afterwards? Not much. You know, we we want to facilitate the conversations. Uh that's where our hearts are, Lisa's and mine mm-hmm. is, you know, cuz cuz we want to help transform people's lives. That's that's our world, right? Mm. Uh as far as the 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 production or or the promotion afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, we've just had uh, early discussions about, you know, maybe hiring a PR agency or getting it into certain people's hands and but honestly, I mean, it, there really isn't anything beyond the, the well, I can tell you there's nothing set up for anything beyond the 13th. So uh, our plan things. is to roll it out on YouTube and just try to get it viral and get as many people watching it and get the algorithms behind it and you know and get it out there and then let it open up some doors. But we don't really have any any concrete plans. Got you. So two things. The first thing was let's roll with the calling all poets and, okay. and let them roll in. But the second thing is if you can set up a Zoom call. And let's 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 talk. Okay. Set up a Zoom call, and and, and I, I have a Zoom account if you if 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 need be. Um, but the the key players, let's jump on a Zoom call and let the movie be the catalyst. Okay. You see what? Um, I can't. I don't. His name is. He has an African name. Um, but the the the. Um, uncomfortable conversation with a black man. Yeah, I forget his name too, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see how that he he had no plans for it, like like you all had no yeah. plans for it to do anything. Now he's on freaking own. Right. Yeah. 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 I I was thinking of of him like a week ago. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. what what can we model. Who can we get in front of or what can we model or, or any of that? So I'm um, absolutely 100%. Uh, are, are you saying let's do that before the premiere or after the premiere and, and try to get it? Uh, I'm, I'm, that, that is more so inspiration. 
Okay. That, that, is, that is inspiration, right? Um, but what if you let the poets talk? Mm. What if you let the poets talk? And what we just spoke about, I'm tired of writing poems about. Yeah, that's deep. That right there will go. And I'm saying, and I'm saying the um the Brandon Leaks. I it's it's a phone call. Yeah. The, the the caliber, I'm not talking just John John the poet. Right. I'm talking about poets. Yeah. The Rudy Francisco's. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So 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 yes. That's a yeah, that's a that's an easy yes. Um yeah, let me know wh when you want to do that and you tell me it you, happen. You all are the big folks. So okay. You, I'll work around you all schedule. I'll work around okay. Lisa's schedule. Let me know if you need my Zoom account. I, it's nothing. Um, we can make it happen. But yeah. I'm jumping on the calling all poets and getting that rolling. You just let me know day and time, and my I'm stopping everything. Man, I appreciate you so much. Uh, what, and what's the easiest way to get to you? Um, uh, every way, man. Um, <laughs> every way. I'm I'm at the Poet Life. Everything. My email is info at thepoetlife.com. Uh, okay. Uh, info at the poet. I didn't flip that. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably how we were communicating. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. uh, and you know, I'll, I'll DM you, or I'll just yeah, I'll just uh, hit you up in a few different places. Yeah. Matter uh, of fact, uh, I'll throw all, I'll throw all my information in in the Facebook Messenger. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So you'll have my phone number. Just lock me in. Okay. Um, and and let's 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 work it out, man. Uh, we can make some man. amazing things happen in twelve days. Let's do it. Yes, man. Sir. You got me all lit up. Yeah, man. Hey, Thank look, you for the outreach. Yes, most definitely. You know, when I see stuff like this, I'm like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Mm. People making some moves, moves. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Let's all do right. it, brother. All right. Um, that's your Instagram. I'll tag you on. I'll tag you in on the Calling All Poets. Okay, please. Yeah. And all I'll right. spread the word on my end as well. Awesome. I appreciate yeah. you, man. We'll talk. Yeah. Appreciate you too, brother. All right. Have a good one. All right. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Ain't got no time now. You in the way. I'm doing fine.